Okay, we're back. Welcome to another edition of the American Scouser Podcast. Uh, this is your, ho- your host, Hooch, tonight. Uh, with me, I have Gordon. Uh, we're going to be doing a quick recap of yesterday's events at the uh, new camp. Um, so I'll start off by saying I think that we played well uh, with a few bounces here and there. It definitely could have been a different result. Um, it's going to be a tough ask going back to Anfield, having to go back 3-0, but based on the chances we created yesterday, I can't see a reason why we can't at least threaten that. Um, I think it's definitely big that we get out to, and get a goal early because if we go down to four you know, and we have to get to five, I don't think that's possible. But at three nothing, um, in the way we played and the chances we created, I think there's an outside shot. There's a shot. And as we know, Anfield's a magical place on your nights. Uh, so with that, Gordon, what did you think about yesterday's game? Yeah, pretty much the, the same sentiments that you have. Um, obviously, the the final result did not speak uh, for the game. We played much better than 3 nothing. probably deserved um, 2-1. We, I mean, the game could have been 2-2. Um, we had enough chances. I pretty think the, the game was pretty much summed up at the end of the night with um, – the ball at the feet of our, our most faithful scorer, and uh, he just rings it off the post. I think that pretty much summed everything up. Um, but, yeah, definitely uh, agree with your statement that going back 3 nothing isn't isn't awful. It's definitely not over, but we have to be the ones in charge from the beginning. Uh, we let an early goal up. That little hill becomes the mountain. And against a team that closes down so quickly, shut up shop as early as they like is Barcelona. Um, it would be extremely detrimental to, to let them score first. Um, yeah, like Al, you were saying, the ball is hitting off the post. Uh, the ball hits off the post. It lands right at Messi's feet, and he has a tap in. And then right after that, the ball lands at Salah's feet, and he hits the post. Um, so there's a two-goal swing. And I know um, online, there's some questions about the officiating. I, that's all going to come into play, but you have to assume that in Barcelona they're going to get those questionable calls. And for the people that were complaining about Klopp's tactics in his lineup, uh, which we'll get to in a minute, um, you still have to realize that Barcelona is a very good team, and you have to give them some credit. Uh, whether or not Messi's free kick was warranted or not, if you saw some of the replays, it looked like he uh, – Went up high on Fabinho and drew the call, but still to put that, that ball in the upper 90 like he did from about 30 yards out just shows his class, and you do have to give him credit for that. Um, but the main takeaway is we weren't blown off the ball. I mean, if you look at the stats, we had 53% possession. They had 47. Uh, we had 15 total shots with four on goal. They had 12 total shots with their five on goal. Um, we had five corners to the there are three. So it, on a different day, a couple of different bounces, we're going back to Anfield, drawn if not tied. We're drawn if not uh, ahead. So there's definitely hope in that. Uh, so, except for Captain Barcelona, I mean, they're professionals. They're uh, one of the better teams of our generation. It just stinks that we have to come against them in the semifinals and not in the actual Champions League final. And I think. This is almost if if you pull people across the board, this is a de facto final. Um, I think they just don't have the faith in uh, Ajax or Tottenham to be able to match up against us or Barcelona. So really, it does seem that whoever comes out of this tie ahead uh, basically wins the Champions League. 
Yeah, that could be that could be the force behind Barcelona's coming out so hot. Um, <clears throat> they obviously see something, um, and and Messi definitely wants to lift another Champions League. Obviously, he always gets compared to Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo's out this year um, at the hands of Ajax. I think really underestimate Ajax at your own peril. Um, they've knocked out Real Madrid. Obviously, Real Madrid is not the team they were last year. Um, they've had their struggles. It really has not been a good season for them. Um, but still, for such a young team to do that, um, especially one like Ajax, um, who's pretty much, I mean, they're, they're a mixed bag. They're either extremely old or like Kuntelar or um, pretty young. And, uh, I mean, they, they knocked out Juventus as well. So um, it, won't be, it won't be a walkover. But, yeah, I think that uh, the house money is definitely on this side of the bracket. Um, and it does, it does think that we do have to meet him in, in the semifinals, but at the same time, um, being in, in this situation against Barcelona in the semifinals, I mean, I take this every single year. I mean, it's, it's good. It's, I mean, I think they were saying that Camp Nou was like the first time that it was a sellout crowd this season. So, I mean, everybody was up for it. Um, yeah, it was definitely electric atmosphere. Uh, and I'm going to get your thoughts real quick. I've been reading some comments online about Suarez celebrating his goal uh, against the former club. With depending on how he fall, you know, it's it's a frowned upon thing. But I don't think he went above and beyond uh, um, to show up Liverpool. And it's not like he just went to Barcelona last season or halfway through this season. I mean, he's been gone for a few years now. And I'm, I mean, in the heat of the, I know, like you know, they compare him to Sala, who Sala didn't score last or he didn't celebrate last year against Roma. But I think it's it's a it's a different thing with Sala as far as Sala just transferred the season before. As far as has been gone a few years, it's not like he didn't he didn't talk to players. He just celebrated. It was a great goal. I mean, it was a great cross in. He did well to get on the end of that um, with his slide, and he. It was able to put best Allison. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? The people calling out uh, Suarez for being disrespectful to his former club. Yeah, uh, that's to me. That's totally fine. Um, like you, you reiterated. Uh, it's he's been gone for a while. Um, another thing to note is he left on really good terms. I, he wanted to, and he definitely could have left the year before. He gave us one more year um, at the uh, at the ask of his captain. Uh, he graciously accepted. He was inches away from lifting a title for us. Um, absolutely pivotal in that last season. Um, and he left on, on a good note. And Suarez is the type of player who he plays to score. Uh, it really, you know, he, he does have some loyalties, but he loves glory. He just enjoys scoring. He, he It's his favorite thing to do. He just wants to get on the ball. Put him in any, any shirt on the face of the planet. I mean, he leaves next year, Barcelona, and goes somewhere else and scores against Barcelona, I, I would be fine with him celebrating. You could definitely see that. I It doesn't bother me at all. Oh, no, yeah, because I'm with you. How he left, I mean, he could have quit on the team, but that last season, I mean, he gave everything. I think he had 30 or 31 goals, so it wasn't like he just um he slept all through the season just to get through his contract. I mean, he did put everything out to help us win, so I don't have an issue with it. Like I said, it was a great goal, and – to go up one nothing, it'd be different. If it was a goal to put them up four or five nothing, and he celebrated. But you know, one nothing in front of a hundred thousand people. I mean, I think anybody with a pulse or anybody that's human would just celebrate like he did. I mean, like he raised his hands, he played to the crowd, didn't taunt Liverpool at all. So I'm, 
completely okay with that. I mean, you're at the end of the game. It's it's end of the day. It's a game, and you're supposed to have fun. And I think that's just. I mean, really, he's a big kid out there playing. You could disagree with maybe some of his tactics and his chippiness, but that's how he is. He wears his emotions on his sleeve, no matter what the situation. And that's what made us fall in love with him at Liverpool was how he played. Um, so it's just. Yeah, as long as he didn't do nothing disrespectful to the club, which I don't think he did, he just celebrated a great goal, and that should hopefully be under the bit. I'm sure he'll get booed when he comes to Anfield as well as Coutinho will, but you have to, that has to be expected. But as far as people going out of the way to say, don't ever cheer for him again, and if you have a Suarez shirt in your closet, you should burn it. I just think that's uh, totally ludicrous. Yeah, that is uh, a little bit too extreme. And and like you said, Aine, it's – Semi-finals, Champions League at home, opening goal after pretty much what was a dominant Liverpool in the opening 20. Obviously, uh, you were saying we we're going to go over tactics here in a little bit. Um, but he, his goal kind of changed the game, changed the shape of the game. Um, and obviously, he does play with a ton of emotion. So um, the, the way he scored was fantastic. So I, I would have celebrated myself. Exactly. So, speaking of tactics, uh, what was your thoughts on the formation in the lineup? Uh, I was surprised to see Gomez play, and I thought if you were going to play him in uh, yesterday's game, you might have had him in the middle with Van Dyke. It had Trent on the outside, and um, with and with Bobby being out, you wouldn't have assumed his replacement would have been a uh, Nabby. Uh, so, what did you think on the lineup and the formation that Klopp deployed yesterday? Yeah, I was. I'm still not sure if I'm angry about it or if I'm just shocked. It was definitely uh, when they released the lineup an hour before the game. Um, I was not sure what to expect. I thought there was a possibility of being a back three with maybe Robbo pushing up um, as almost a winger instead of a wing back. Um, but I mean, it's sort of in the beginning. It sort of worked. Um, Having Genie dropping in, it looked sort of like it was starting as a diamond, maybe the like a four four two with you know a little diamond in the middle, because um, Genie was dropping back. But I think that was more um, he felt more comfortable. He was he was getting a nosebleed way up high, um, but he started to get in really get in the game. Um, he he definitely was part of that build up that led to that uh, amazing Milner shot tipped wide. Um, so it's it sort of worked out, but honestly, I'm I'm not sure. There's got to be something else. I feel Trent not be out there, um, especially if you have Robbo on the other side. So it's not it's not like you're worried about width because you, you I don't think you would have put Robbo on the on the on the other side of the field if you were worried about the the stretching the game out too much and leaving too much of exposure. Um, but maybe he just felt that that Barcelona was going to try and play in, um, and they were going to squeeze the top three of Coutinho, Suarez, and um, Messi into the middle, and and maybe that was his goal was just to kind of just choke him out. Um, but I think I think Gomez was was at fault for a couple of bad passes. Um, so it just, I mean, I think maybe, you know if if we would have snuck one in, it was I mean, 75 minutes. It was one nothing. If we would have snuck one in. Um, we would be calling this a masterclass uh, lineup. And I just think the way it ended 3 nothing, people are going to pick holes in, in whatever lineup you put out there. Um, yeah, I have an issue with it because at this point, uh, 
you know, you're Bobby being out, you're kind of at a loss in that position. So you try something off the wall that Barcelona hasn't seen. Well, any team for that uh, fact of the matter hasn't seen us deploy. And like you said, it, it did seem to work in the beginning. Um, the only issue I kind of take with that is that you have Milner in the midfield instead of Hendo. And the fact that the way the form Hendo has been on and the fact that he's your cap and doesn't make the starting 11 in a Champions League semifinal, um, it begs the question, does Klopp have total faith in him going forward? It just seems like one of those – it wasn't like, you know, it's um, you're starting like uh, even like Firmino or Sola or somebody like that ahead of Henderson. You're starting Milner ahead of Henderson. And with him being your captain, it almost, I don't want to say it's a lack of faith, but it's almost one of those matches where your captain should be starting in this situation, especially with the form he's been on in the last two to three weeks. Yeah, that, again, was baffling. And, and um a lot of people then said, well, you know, he came on and, and then it showed why he didn't start because he pretty much, it, the whole tempo changed when Navi went off. Um, Henderson was kind of sloppy, a uh, couple of bad tackles, some missed passes. Next thing you know, Suarez got one in the back of that. But honestly, it's it's a sub at 24 minutes. Uh, anybody coming off the bench is not fit. It's not, they're not warmed up. Um, and at the pace that the game was already being played in that opening 20, um, it's really difficult if you've ever if you've ever played soccer I and mean, you haven't played football, you've been out and you come in in the middle of the game um, and you're not used to the, the pace, uh, you get left behind a little bit. It takes takes five ten minutes for you to get into it. So I don't fault Henderson for that. I don't think that uh, I don't think that you can point a finger at him. It was just uh, unlucky with the situation with with Kata going out. But yeah, definitely it, it makes you wonder what Klopp's feeling about. Uh, the captain, if he's not willing to play him. Um, again, I mean, it, it might have been a rest issue, but it's the semifinal away against a huge team. I mean, I it's an interesting one. We'll have to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe they went into it the understanding that he'll come on in the second half, just, you know, maybe Kiter or whoever gives Milner just runs the whole first half and then they do a like for like sub at halftime and Maybe, you know, like you said, the plans to around with uh, Nabby's injury. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely interesting because it seemed like Henderson was just getting on form and just starting to find a rhythm, uh, playing more of an attacking role. And then for this, for him not to feature, it has to play with his mind a little bit. Like, all right, you played me as a number six, and then I was getting hammered on for that. And then I started to play more of an advanced role, more of an offensive role. I'm starting to find my foothold in the season. I can't get a start as a captain. And it seemed like, you know, like maybe you said it was a rest issue, but he seemed fully fit when he came on. You know, he didn't seem like he was dragging or anything. So it just made me wonder their plans going forward. Uh, maybe his, maybe he was a more of a uh, more of a cog in the machine before. But maybe Cop has different plans going forward. Maybe he likes a more energetic. Uh, they're more skillful, skillful, skillful player in the midfield. Uh, I don't know, like you said, it'll be something to keep an eye on going forward, though, for sure, because you have to worry about him now. Like, where, where's his mindset at? Saying, "Hey, I've been your captain on what four years since Gerard left, and I can't get a start in arguably the gig, biggest game of the season." Yeah, and I, I think that one of the points you made in there was just he started to become a more influential attacking player. 
And I think it was obvious that Klopp wanted a a more solid back. So I, I think it, it may have just been a mental thing for Henderson himself. I mean, to have to have pretty much released the reins on him and let him go free uh, an attacking role, and then all of a sudden after he, he really finds his form to, to sit him down and say, hey, you know, for this game I need you to go back to playing defensive. I mean, that could that could definitely play on a player's mind. Um, and then when you're used to playing a certain way and you're feeling good playing a certain way, you start to drift. And a team like Barcelona really can't open up those holes in the middle because they will definitely exploit them. And I, we saw that um, in this game. And I think that maybe starting Fabinho and, and Milner was that indication that instead of one at the back, you wanted two at the back in the mid, kind of a, a small triangle in the middle of the field there, and and just felt that Naby was more tenacious going forward and, and could link the, the play up for, for Genie um, to play it wide. But, yeah, I, other than other than it being a, a possible um, mental thing for Henderson, instead of changing it around, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you because honestly Henderson's been a utility belt for us for the last like you said five years um, in that captaincy role he's pretty much played every position in midfield for us um, so I don't think you'd have a problem I mean if Klopp sat down and said hey you can play in the Champions League semifinal in at the Camp Nou against Barcelona um, but you're gonna have to play defensively I think he would have bit your hand off for it so um, it'll be interesting we'll have to I guarantee he starts against New Newcastle so. We'll have to see if he's up for it again. Obviously, he just lets it roll off his back. I mean, I think he will. You said he's played every midfield position this year. I think one of the matches, he even started at right back for us. So he does seem to accept any role that you offer to him. It just make, you know, it just adds another layer to why he wasn't picked to start in this match. Uh Especially if you know if you needed him to be defensive, he's almost like that guy that you would want back there since he played like that since really Klopp's taken over. And like you said, with uh, Naby playing more of the uh, <laughs> attacking midfielder role where he was given free range to go up and try to make something happen. If you're going to have, um, I don't know, if you're going to deploy that, and you would figure maybe Hendo would be a better choice than Milner to play back. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely something uh, to keep the eye on going forward. Um, what did you make of the uh, messy quasi foul on Fabinho that led to the free kick? Uh, looking at the replays, it definitely looks like he went up high on him. But is it just one of those things that that's messy? That's just that's just like LeBron James or Kevin Durant in the NBA. Ninety percent of the time, if they look like they get fouled, that's how the refs are going to call that. Uh, the replay made it look a lot worse than it was, and unfortunately, it did lead to the uh, third goal, which could be the nail in the coffin. Um, do you have any issue with that without um, the referee consulting VAR to review that foul? I I wouldn't normally not have a problem with it um, just because, you know, he is – he's a player. He's going to go down. Same with – I would expect that, that Mane and Salah, when you're getting hacked all game and, and you're being frustrated that um, you're going to try and look for those. You're going to create those situations, especially given their size. Um and the size of Fabinho, obviously, it's a super unfair matchup. So you're not going to win the ball in the air, so might as well go in and try and see what you can win. Worst case scenario, um, you get you get the foul going the other way. Um, but I didn't like it because he was he, – he kind of annoyed me yesterday. I mean, he was rolling around um, on the, the Milner challenge early on. Milner gives him a shoulder, and he forces a roll three or four times. 
Um, I mean, the guy's got enough talent. He doesn't need to be doing that. Uh, it it kind of put a little black stain. I, I, I love the guy. I, obviously, in everybody in, in that watches football knows uh, you either like Ronaldo or you like Messi. You don't like both of them. Um, and so watching him do that, I mean, it, it kind of put a little black mark in my mind. And seeing him, that was just icing on the cake for me. I was fed up with him at that point. So um, under normal circumstances, if he played played a fair game, I would have definitely accepted it. But, I mean, he was looking for the cheap foul. Um, he several times got in the rest face, holding that the uh, motion for a yellow card. I just really don't like seeing that, especially from a player that doesn't need to do that. Yeah, I mean, he's absolute class. Uh, he he just does not need to stoop at that level. So it did piss me off a little bit. Um, yeah, I agree, especially how you said it was, yeah, in the beginning of the match with the Milner shoulder he threw into him. It, that was barely a split second after the ball went out. It wasn't super late. It wasn't cheap. Um, had the ball still been in play, that would have been a fair foul, I feel, or fair play. Um, but like you say he threw himself to the ground, was trying to buy a yellow card. And that's just, you know, if you're coming through the middle like that, you have to expect that. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. He's, he's He has too much talent to be trying to – he's going to get the benefit, benefit of the doubt 90% of the time. I don't think um, – I don't feel like he needs, to, he needs to ask for it or beg for it, because he's, especially when you know he's going to get most of the 50-50 calls. Um, but, like, still, like I said earlier, the, he put that ball in the – for 90 like that that just shows his class um but it goes to your point that he he has that talent he doesn't need to rely on any more help from the rest and not he already gets um to aid his ability yeah i believe uh stats and uh, obviously stats are stats they're only on paper but uh, i think there was only like a five percent chance of him putting that ball in the back of the net from that distance so I think he's probably one of three players in the world that could have done that, pulled it off, um, and the audacity too to have to do that um, just shows that he's one of the best in the world, if not the best. Um, yeah, like I said, if he that foul would happen under different circumstances, you just tip your hat to him and say, you know what? I mean, what what can you do? Like you said, a five percent chance, maybe, and it was perfect. I mean, two. Two inches to the right, Allison makes that save or hits the wall. Uh, it's just one of those goals where you have to sit back and just like, you know what? I mean, like you said, best in the world. What, what else can you do in that situation other than just to tip your cap and say, good job? Um, so, a little question for you. Um, going into this weekend with us against Newcastle, um, which we should get points on, and then uh, with City playing Leicester, it's a two-part question um what would you rather have would you rather have us win on tuesday against barcelona for four nothing in advance of the champions league final or have us beat newcastle on saturday and have lester get a result against city on monday oh man i you know i, I in terms of for the the team for myself uh, for the the fans in the city of Liverpool, um, I would have to say a result at left Leicester. Obviously, um, we still we would still have work to do against Wolves, uh, who are fighting for um, their own Europa League spot. Um, but I think that means more. That would mean more to the city. But hell, if you want to make a stamp on a world stage, 
Um, going down 3 nothing away from home to Barcelona and coming back and, and advancing without the need of extra time, as I think that's probably the best way to do it. Um, everybody would take it seriously. Uh, I think it would definitely help our chances in the um, in the transfer department. I mean, people want to play in those big games. Uh, every player wants to, to be a part of something like that. But uh, for us, I think it, it'd be better better to win the league. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, I think, I mean, for sure, you go out Tuesday and you do everything you can to win. Um, but it's almost like, you know, even if we would win that match and lose the tie, but uh, Lester beat City, I think, like you said, for the City, to be able to win a uh, premiership for the first time in 30 years, uh, that would just, on a season, um, with the way that we've gone back and forth with City, uh, I think that would, I don't know if it would be a bigger statement, but I think it would just show the team's resolve. And it would, how we talked in the previous podcast, if we get the monkey off our back, and when the first one, it could be a run of three or four and five or six years. Um, and I think with that, we would attract the better players in the Champions League. Back to back uh, years in the semifinals in the Champions League, if not the final, if we can pull out a miracle against Barcelona. Uh, I think either way, it would show our resolve and that Liverpool's back. But just to win a league, the way this season's gone, and to be able to beat City, um, I think. I think it would definitely – I think I'm with you. I would definitely take a lesser result on Monday and us be able to win the league um, just based on the, the competition that City's given us all year. Uh, the second part of that question is what do you think has a better chance of happening, though? Us being able to beat Barcelona 4-0 on Tuesday or Leicester being able to get a result in City on Monday? Well, I think – I honestly – this is going to sound awful, but I think Leicester getting a result in City. Um, it's This is really weird. I, I'm writing about this in, in a blog that I'm going to release tonight. But um, the last time we played Newcastle, we beat them 4 nothing. It was on Boxing Day. Um, City played Leicester that same week, and they dropped points to Leicester. And it was the second sure. week in a row they dropped points, and it, we actually leapfrogged them in the table. So it's happened in this exact way. So I, I think that that has more of a chance of happening. Also, uh, Rogers owes us, and if he doesn't feel like he owes us, then he's a piece of shit because <laughs> that guy <laughs> he he put us through some trauma for a couple of years there. So I think that uh, he'll be wanting a result. I mean, he came in late to the season. He's definitely still wanting to improve something. I know Lester's safe. Um, but the guy, the guy's job is not. It's obviously in flux. They've been looking. Um, that that position is still sort of shaky. Um, he definitely wants to solidify his position there and and say that he still deserves to be in the Premier League. Um, so he's got a statement to make and uh, maybe a little bit of chip on his shoulder against City because they they didn't lift it the year that we lost. So um, I'm hoping for that. I think that that's more probable, but. Uh, yeah, anything's possible on a in a European night at Anfield, so we'll see. But it it just sucks because I think the the Barcelona game's in our hands, and we can only pray and hope that that the Leicester game goes the way we want it to. Oh yeah, but it almost seems like the way this the Premier League is going is sure, the things coming full circle. Uh, with us with that match against Chelsea, of course, you know Gerard had to slip in fourteen, and then. 
we're almost in the same boat this year, and we beat them two nothing. Um, and then with Rogers coming back, really for there's really no rhyme or reason other than him wanting to manage it in Premier League. But he left a great job at Celtic. Um, for him to come back is almost I don't I don't know if you want to say it's destiny or fate that he comes back and takes points off of City for us the same weekend that we beat Rafa Benitez. Um, it, it, there's just too many, like the <laughs> six degree separation. It just seems like there's too many things pointing in our direction that it just, it just feels like if it's going to happen, it would be Brendan Rodgers taking a result against City and then us taking points against uh, Rafa Benitez and then we win the league by a point or two. I mean, almost, it, I don't want to say it's written the stars, but it kind of feels like it's going, it looks that way, the way the season's going. Oh, yeah. If it, finishes that way then the the dvds that they sell of this season will definitely have that narrative of, of how the stars align the the weekend and the the end literally like the second to last game of the first half of the season both teams played the same teams Leicester takes points off city we smash the crap out of newcastle we leapfrog city to go at just after Christmas at the top of the league. And then the same thing happens in the second half of the season. I mean, you've got to, that's definitely what they're going to be writing. Now, what happens, but uh, if it does happen, then that's, I guarantee that's the angle that they'll go for it. So it definitely seems like it, but uh, I'm not, I'm not huge into astrology, but I, I might be if this happens. <laughs> uh, definitely for sure. Um, so put a bow on this. Uh, we'll probably definitely chat after this weekend's events. Um, any final thoughts on yesterday or what we can hope to see on Saturday or uh, even Tuesday? Yeah, uh, my biggest thing for for next Tuesday is um, Barcelona's one the shape when uh, Semedo came on at 60 minutes. Um, they changed the shape to a 4-4-2, and it really – stifled the game for us. We couldn't get past them. We couldn't pass through that four in the midfield. Um, so honestly, I think the club should spend this week, uh, this weekend, trying to figure out how the hell uh, we can break down a team that plays 4-4-2 because I think it'll, I guarantee that's the way that uh, Ernesto Valdez will set it up against this next week. Um, and if we can't break it down early, then we're not going to break it down at all. So that's the only real thing I, I noticed. Um, I mean, I think that uh, Barcelona's got themselves a, a hell of a coach, and I think that he noticed that. And if he doesn't set up that way at Anfield, then um, maybe it was just luck they beat us 3 nothing. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting looking ahead to it. Uh, whether or not they come out to try to play to get that fourth goal to try to put us away, or they just say, hey, 3-0, that's a pretty decent enough lead. But then they uh, risk the fact that, if we get an early goal and that crowd starts rocking, and then all of a sudden they, the pressure goes back to them. I mean, they did it against PSG. They had a huge comeback at home, so they've been on the other side of that. Um, I just hope that, you know, for our sake, that maybe we get that early goal and we have something to cheer for the whole match. Um, I just don't want to get to the point where we lose. We go down one or two, and then this tie ends up looking like how they did at United, and we lose five or six nothing um, over the two legs or even like a five or six to one. I think that leaves a bad taste in our mouth. But I'd almost rather lose that way going forward and then other than trying to just squeak by and maybe try to get to the three and four seconds extra time. But uh, 
It will definitely be interesting over the weekend uh, with us on Saturdays, City on Monday, then us back on Tuesday. Be uh, a fun three or four days for sure. Yeah, if uh, if results go our way this weekend, I mean, there's going to be so much of a buzz in not just the city but in the players that maybe four nothing in ninety minutes is not impossible. So we'll have to see. We might just ride all the good luck in. Oh yes. Yeah. That's definitely a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, if we get a good result uh, Saturday and Lester do us a favor Monday, I mean that. Oh, geez, that city will be on. That stadium will be on fire on Tuesday uh, with us yeah. at the top of the league, and then with Barcelona coming in, uh, that'll be a great, great uh, time and a great game to be at and great game to watch. Um. So with that, we're going to wrap up this edition. Uh, check us out now. We're on YouTube. We're also on iTunes. I think the Bry got us on TuneIn, and then we are looking to expand the iHeartMedia, and we're also on Spotify. Um, so great things are going on with us at American Scouser. Uh, we always su- su- appreciate your support. Um, like, share, give us feedbacks, follow. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. And with that, up the Reds. Up the Reds. Thanks. Get the problem.